Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. President Trump dominating the first in the nation primary last night in New Hampshire. President steamrolling rhino neocon Nikki Haley, as expected, heading now into Nevada, South Carolina, and Michigan with almost unstoppable momentum. President Trump had this to say in his victory speech last night. Well, I want to thank everybody. This is a fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. Three. We win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. We've won it. And it's a very, very special place to me. It's very important. If you remember, in 2016, we came here and we needed that win. And we won by 21 points. And it was great. And uh, today, I have to tell you, it was very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. But then somebody ran up to the stage all dressed up nicely. When it was at seven, but now I just walked up and it's at 14. But, but she ran up when it was seven. And, you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last, last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around, I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls, she was talking about most winnability, who's going to win, and I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden, almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. 
and she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. Lame duck Vice President Kamala Harris once again telling a lie. Is it me or does it seem like every time she talks, she's lying? Harris on CNN acknowledging we have a border crisis, but insisting at the same time she and Joe Biden addressed it on their first day in office, but the Republicans blocked it. An unsustainable border, what they're calling a crisis. Why can't this be accomplished during this administration? Well, so there is no question that our immigration system is broken. And so much so that we, as the first bill that we offered after our inauguration was to fix the immigration system, which included what we must do to create a pathway for citizenship Mm -hmm. and to put the resources that are needed into the border. But sadly, people on the other side of the aisle have been playing politics with this issue. The solutions are at hand. And, you know, gone are the days, sadly, where a President Bush or John McCain understood that we should have a bipartisan approach to fixing this problem, which is a long-standing problem. But what are those solutions? The solutions include putting resources at the border to do what we can to process people effectively and putting in place laws that actually allow for a meaningful, meaningful pathway to citizenship. The woman is pathological. The only thing the Biden administration has done is to turn that border over to the Mexican drug cartels. Our guest today is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, thank you for being with us. Let's turn first to these new allegations that the Treasury Department was flagging MAGA transactions, looking for terms like Make America Great, America First. What in the world is going on? Yeah, no, it it sure is. It it looks like the government uh, uh, banks were at the suggestion, I use that term lightly, at the suggestion of government Banks were monitoring transactions, uh, searching for key terms, key search terms, like, as you described, MAGA, Trump, Patriot, those kind of things. Uh, and, and also, frankly, looking to see where, um, where their customers were shopping. They had these merchant category codes. Were they shopping at a, at a, at a Cabela's, at a, at a Bass Pro Shop? Were they looking for religious tax? So it, you step back and you say they're doing all this, it looks like, without any warrant, without any legal process, um, pretty scary stuff. And we first kind of learned about this when an FBI whistleblower came to us and said, showed us this email between the government and Bank of America, where Bank of America was asked to, to go look at all debit and credit card purchases around January 6, 2021, in the Washington, D.C. area, and then overlay that information with any any gun purchase at any time. Um, again, I, I think a real real concern about First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment uh, liberties of Americans. Um, so this is why we're digging into. We're just on the front ed- front ed- edge of this, and and uh, we got a lot of work to do. But uh, pretty troubling what we've seen thus far. The only gun that I'm aware of uh, on on the Capitol grounds on January 6 was a uh, a. Uh, Automatic pistol fired by Lieutenant Michael Byrd. Am I wrong? No, I think that's exactly right. Um, and you know, but the, the, it, this this stuff, these documents, these initial documents that we've that we've uh, received, they actually sound a lot like 
Um, if you remember about a year ago, that memorandum from the Richmond field office of the FBI, where they were saying, if you're a pro-life traditional Catholic, you're, uh, you're a potential domestic violent extremist. And, it, and it's the same kind of language, the same kind of feel in, in these initial documents we've gotten. Um, it, it sounds a lot like that memorandum put out by the FBI uh, a year ago in, 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 in Richmond. And now we know from the U.S. attorney in D.C. Uh, that they have widened their search for uh, more political prisoners and January 6 um, individuals who were just walking on the grounds, perhaps hundreds of feet away from the Capitol. They're still looking to arrest more Americans. Uh, <clears throat> your work here is going to be exceptionally important, uh, I think, for for the republic. I, I'm I'm just curious, did they uh, include words like Biden or dementia or anything of that order? <laughs> now, we do think there was uh, there were some words we, we've seen in one document uh, where this is just as troubling, where uh, they, they, I think, referenced uh, Antifa uh, and, and I think BLM maybe. Um, I'm not sure, but there were some some other words that were referenced. That should be just as troubling because the government is not supposed to be in the business of, of, of looking at people's political uh, uh, persuasion um, and political beliefs. That, that, that to me, again, is, is, is a direct attack on the First Amendment. And um, whether, you're, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, or independent, a liberal, conservative, whatever, we should all care about First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment uh, liberties that we enjoy under our, under our great Constitution. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, let, let's turn to the Biden investigations. Uh, your committee, prominent uh, amongst those committees, Hunter Biden, uh, in, in the form of uh, what's being styled in the popular media, I, the uh, the sugar brother, Kevin Morris, the attorney, $5 million worth of loans. We don't know what really, a lot more. Uh, he called them standard interest bearing notes. And it turns out, it just coincidentally, now that you're investigating that, uh, the, the Congress is investigating it, uh, that the, it's a standard interest bearing note and just happens to and to prove that they have to demand interest at least once uh, every yeah, yeah. year. I, I mean, this is too cute for words, the game that they're playing. Yeah. Well, the other thing that was interesting about this, Mr. Morris, is, you know, Hunter Biden sold a million and a half dollars worth of art. Well, eight hundred seventy five thousand of that million and a half dollars over the last couple of years. Um, came from Kevin Morris. And when we interviewed the art gallerist, uh, Mr. Burgess, who handled these, uh, Hunter Biden's art and displayed his art in his gallery, uh, when Kevin Morris bought Hunter Biden's art, it was the only art sale that was done different than all the others. Uh, typical art sale is the, the person purchasing the, uh, the, the art piece will pay the gallery the full price, the gallery keeps their percentage, and then the percentage that goes to the artist, to Hunter Biden, get sent in a check with a 1099 to to the artist. Well, with Kevin Morse, it was the one art sale that went different. He bought several paintings. He only paid, though, the, 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 uh, the money to the art gallerist. So he only paid the 40% that the gallerist keeps. And then how the other 60% was handled between Hunter Biden and Kevin Morris, I don't know. We don't know. Um, so I thought that was interesting, too. So you have this, most of the purchases made, actually, of the $1.5 in art that Hunter Biden sold, went to a couple individuals, Kevin Morris and another individual, who are both Democrat donors. So I think that's, that's interesting as well. 
Very interesting, and I can't wait to see what answers uh, you, you bring forth on all of this. Also, you're investigating Fannie Willis, uh, the uh, prosecutor in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, against President Trump and, uh, what is it, 16, 17 others for election interference. Give us, give us a sense, if you will, of where that stands. Well, we've had, we've asked questions of Nathan Wade in this this uh, investigation. First, we think this is crazy. Remember, she, Donnie Willis indicted 19 people, and then she was also we found out uh, you know a few weeks after her original indictment several months ago that she was actually looking at indicting three United States senators, including the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee. So that, that that's how ridiculous this whole thing uh, was and is. Uh, and now we find out that this Mr. Wade, this Nathan Wade who's never dealt with any type of RICO statute, which is what, what the focus of this investigation is about, um, never dealt with that, um, never handled these kind of cases, and he's, and he's been paid a ton of, of Georgia state tax dollars and probably some federal money, too, because their office got $14 million in federal grants, uh, the, 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 the Fulton County DA's office did. So we've, we've written Mr. Wade and said, who'd you talk to at the White House? Who'd you talk to in the Justice Department? What kind of communications did you have with those entities? And and the same with the January 6th committee. So uh, we're awaiting a response from Mr. Wade, but we continue to dig into this because we think this is highly uh, unusual and, and, and a real concern uh, and just kind of underscores how ridiculous this whole operation has been by Ms. Wade. And Ms. Willis, excuse me. We're talking with the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan. We're going to continue the conversation right after these quick words. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. Talking with the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Chairman Jim Jordan. Uh, Mr. Chairman, Kevin Morris, this attorney, keeps uh, insinuating himself into the uh, the Hunter Biden affair. Uh, he confirms that he owns now Hunter Biden's 10% stake in that Chinese state-backed investment fund. Uh, is that a does that look to be a, a security for a five million dollar loan? Uh, what does that appear to be? 
Well, that's another thing that we're uh, we're looking at. Um, in particular, Chairman Comer and the Oversight Committee is 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 dug into this whole CEFC, this Chinese energy company, the money that flowed in initially to um, to one of one of the many entities that Hunter Biden had set up. Uh, this this five million dollars. Um, so we're looking at all that um, as 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 part of this impeachment inquiry. Um, you know, was was this in, in any way this influence peddling, this access to the brand as as Hunter Biden's business partner Devin Archer told us? How did that all play play out? How did that all work? So those are the kind of questions we have. We have a number of witnesses who are coming in: uh, Rob Walker, uh, Eric Schwerin, Tony Bobolinsky, Jim Biden, and Hunter Biden over the next four weeks. Um, we'll be talking with all those individuals, and um, and these are the kind of questions we need answers to. A lot of investigation uh, headed toward one purpose, and that is to see whether you'll bring impeachment against the president of the United States. Yep. Where do you think the process stands right now? Uh, when do you, and, and let me ask this, how supportive is the current Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson? Well, he, he's 100% in favor of us continuing this impeachment inquiry. Um, and whether we get to articles of impeachment will be a decision that we'll make once we've, we've done all the interviews and we've got all the evidence. But I do think the case right now is pretty compelling, particularly when you think about this Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, and the Biden family's involvement there. And in particular, Joe Biden firing the prosecutor who was looking into the to the CEO of Burisma and Hunter Biden asked ask uh, Washington to weigh in to relieve the pressure that they were under. And Joe Biden did looks like he did just that. So I think that's pretty compelling stuff uh, that we have now. And then you couple that with the way David Weiss has investigated Hunter Biden, in particular, allowing the statute of limitations to expire for those key tax years where Hunter Biden was getting all this income from Burisma. And he let that expire because, I mean, I don't know why, but it sure looks like he let it expire because Burisma gets you back towards tied in with with President Biden. Um, so th those are the kind of things that I think are pretty compelling right now. But we got to finish up these final interviews and then make a decision. And as you do make those decisions and as you're learning more, the, the country, uh, obviously, you're investigating committees, your committee uh, and Ways and Means, the House Oversight Committee, uh, your weaponization subcommittee are having an impact. In the most recent polling, we're seeing 60 percent of Americans believe uh, that uh, this administration is corrupt. Uh, your reaction to what is a uh, in an interesting uh, change of mood on the part of the American people? Well, we don't we don't we don't do our, our oversight work for any type of you know, political motive or anything like that. We do it because it's our constitutional duty to conduct oversight of the executive branch. Uh, but I but I do understand, like, you know, out in Iowa uh, a week ago, we were uh, a week and a half ago we were out there with President Trump. And, you know, he won the state in, in, a, in a big way. One of the things that was on all Iowans mind, I think polling showed eight out of 10 Iowans who were showing up to vote in the Republican primary, believe that the government has been weaponized against them. These agencies have been turned against we, the people, the taxpayers. And they believe that they, 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 they think that because it's true, because they have common sense and they can see whether it's a disinformation governance board that they try to set up at the Department of Homeland Security, whether it's the Catholic memorandum, whether it's parents or terrorists, according to the Department of Justice and on and on, all the, all the attacks on President Trump and his family. And so I think Americans just have good common sense and they see uh, what's going on. And that's why eight out of 10 say we think the government's been weaponized against us. 
it's our job as members of Congress to do the oversight so that we can stop this behavior and propose legislation that will help make sure it doesn't happen in the future. And and now, still as current as when it was convened, the January 6th committee, the more we learn, the more troubling the facts uh, are. Uh, obstruction of justice, an explosive report uh, showing the Trump-hating January 6th committee deleted deleted evidence pertinent to the, the prosecution of a number of individuals, but uh, but in absolute uh, in absolute breach of law to do so. Where does that stand? And in your estimation, uh, how how severe is the uh, this issue? Well, um, uh, I know uh, Chairman Style and Representative Loudermilk uh, on the House Administration Committee, which has jurisdiction over those 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 documents from the January sixth committee, are are digging into that issue. Uh, it looks like also that the, the the committee, based on I think letters that former Chairman Benny Thompson put out, that they sent uh, in, information uh, back to the White House instead of making it available for the Congress to see, for Republicans to see. They sent it back to the Biden White House, and uh, I think that's problematic as well. So these are the kind of things that I know uh, uh, Congressman Loudermilk in particular is is looking into. Um, a great member from the from the great state of Georgia. And to that point, we're going to take up with uh, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, Congressman Jim, uh, Jim Jordan. We're going to take up exactly where we are uh, with uh, all of the all of the January six issues that are still uh, in play and including the videos uh, that have not been released yeah. by two Republican uh, speakers of the House, both of whom promised to do so. We'll be right back. We're talking with Congressman Jim Jordan. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now we're talking with Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman of the House House Judiciary Committee. Uh, Congressman, the the issues here are ex- extraordinary. But when that January sixth committee uh, is is front and center, we know that it wasn't properly organized or or authorized uh, yeah. constitutionally. We know also that that committee deleted uh, emails, evidence, and we know that the two speakers of the House that have succeeded uh, Pelosi. I've still not released the videos. I guess the way to start is what's going on here with the Republican leadership? 
Well, I, I know that I know both Speaker McCarthy and Speaker Johnson are trying to get as much of that information out as, as possible. I know a lot of it has been uh, released out there for people to see. Um, I think there's there's some concern about um, I think Speaker Johnson raised an issue about people who who were maybe in the background and, and who weren't engaged in any type of violent activity. And he, he raised that issue and, and some others about his, his concern about all of it being released. Uh, I do think we should err on the side of transparency and get as much information out as we possibly can. I'm for releasing it at all. Um, but, Good. you know, that's a, that's a, in the end a call for the speaker. It is a call for the speaker, and and what I what I hate is that you know these are these are conditions that are post uh, uh, promise. I, I don't understand why this has not been released. Uh, there's yeah. a, there may be a security issue, but you could you know the way the spending is going, you could uh, raise another two hundred million dollars and fix whatever the security issue is. We've got hundreds yeah. of lives at stake right now. People who have been in the D.C. gulag, they are hostages, as President Trump said, uh, of this uh, Marxist uh, dim uh, party that has gone to war against the American people. Uh, Why cannot anyone get through to this speaker and say, release the damn videos because their attorneys and uh, and defendants uh, and victims uh, of this uh, ideological conflict who deserve their their freedom? Yeah, no, I, I know. And, and I, I think the speaker's trying to do all he can. Uh, I'm sure he's getting, the, you know, talking to the to the lawyers and getting the best legal counsel he can on, on what he can release, what he can. Um, so we'll just have to keep pressing ahead, uh, trying to get the truth out there and trying to get due process for for individuals who've been arrested. Um, you know, that's that's the, that's the, supposed to be the hallmark of, of one of the hallmarks of our great Constitution is is due process in a timely fashion. Um, so that's one of the things we got to continue to press, and we do. And we appreciate the whistleblowers who've come forward and helped us deal with this situation, and we'll continue to work with them as well. And I want to conclude with a trial, a bench trial that's going on right now in Georgia. Judge uh, Amy uh, Totenberg uh, presiding over a case that will decide from the 2020 election. Actually, goes to a six-year-old case, if you can believe this, in which yeah. uh, just yesterday one of the very top uh, election machine authorities uh, actually changed the votes for all of the machines used in Georgia with a pen, a pen he borrowed, by the way, from the, uh, the uh, wow. understand it, the defendant, flipped the machines, flipped the results, uh, and uh, showed that there were over, uh, well, unlimited vulnerabilities. Uh, and now uh, the issue is whether or not Georgia will be forced to remove those machines and replace them with something better, say a paper ballot. Your thoughts yeah. about what's going on? Well, I do think Americans in general, both Republicans and Democrats, independent across the board, I think, uh, want want uh, you know, we they want to they want to have confidence in their election process. I, I like the system we do in our great state, where every time you when you walk into the polling location, there are two Republicans, two Democrats sitting there. You have to show an ID, you have to do signature verification. There is a paper ballot that you color in the circles, and it's scanned into the machine, so there's a paper trail. To me, that's the kind of system we need in all the states. That just, it's it's so basic, and it's and it's quick. You get results in a timely fashion, but you have the paper trail as well. And I think that is that is a smart way to uh, to do this. As you say, the ideal way to do it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Congressman. Yep. Appreciate your time. You House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. 
Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show when our guest is the Article 3 Project's Mike Davis. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, Frank Speech at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.